Ever since I wrote that sitcom, Excess Baggage, that I talked about a few episodes ago, I've been thinking of my life kind of as a sitcom. And I've been realizing that it is the weirdos and the misfits and the annoying people that really make a sitcom hilarious and delightful. Getting Discomfortable with World Domination Summit I first heard about World Domination Summit several years ago because Brene Brown was one of the keynote speakers. I didn't really even know what the conference was about, but I liked the title and the fact that they had Brene Brown speaking was pretty much all I needed to know to kind of want to go someday. But it wasn't until a few years ago when I went fully nomadic that I was like, well, I mean, I have to be somewhere in the world in late June, early July anyway, so I might as well just be in Portland, Oregon to coincide with World Domination Summit. So last year was my first experience at World Domination Summit, or WDS as they call it. And it was an unusual experience because I think most people who go to World Domination Summit hear about it through the founder and kind of leader of the whole thing, Chris Gillibo. However, I had never heard of Chris Gillibo. He is a best-selling author and adventurer and one of the early bloggers. But I had no idea who he was. So last year when he came on stage and started making weird sort of awkward jokes, I was like, what is this? Who is this guy who doesn't blink enough and seems a little bit stilted? It started to give me that eerie feeling that I've had before on my adventures with self-help that I was part of a cult. It was like everybody understood something that I didn't. And I wasn't sure that I wanted to buy in. But over the course of the weekend, Chris's unusual charm started to win me over, and the other keynote speakers at the conference were all really interesting, some more so than others. But the most interesting part of the whole event was the people. Similar to the meditation conference I did earlier this year, Wisdom 2.0, which I talked about a few months ago, the vibe at World Domination Summit is just the right size and atmosphere that you feel like you can connect with anyone. Anyone you see who's wearing a WDS badge, you know that they're going to be an open-minded, interesting, quirky person who probably is looking for new connections and new ideas and inspiration just as much as you are. So I found myself being charmed by these quirky misfits brought together under the three pillars of adventure, community, and service. And because of all these amazing people that attend WDS, one of the best parts of the whole event are what they call meetups. These are basically little workshops or adventures or hangouts arranged by the participants of WDS themselves. Anyone who has a WDS badge can propose a meetup. So there were a vast variety of things you could go to. There was whitewater rafting. There was hiking. Then there was also like meditation, dance. There was a bow tie meetup. There was a podcasting meetup. There was also like a polyamory meetup. There was a nomad meetup. And there were a bunch of authentic relating meetups. In fact, that is how I first heard about authentic relating. 
The very first meetup I went to was a storytelling meetup. I arrived a little bit late, so I kind of got stuck at the very last table with everyone else who was sort of trickling in. And it was a random assortment of people. And I remember kind of looking around the room being like, oh, I don't know, am I at the best table? Like, these are all the people who just strolled in late. But what was so fascinating at that meetup is that we were instructed to go around and tell a, you know, two to five minute story. And each story that was told was amazing. Everybody at that table had lived through something really fascinating and inspiring. And by the end of that, I don't know, 90-minute meetup, everyone at that table was like best friends. Throughout the entire World Domination Summit last year, I basically spent all of my time with the handful of people that I met at that table because everyone had told such a fascinating story. We all got really deep. We all got really honest. And it was just like, boom, we're connected. And that's kind of how WDS works. Any meetup you go to, you're going to meet people who are really, really open and hungry to make a really deep, genuine connection. And you end up having the most interesting, thought-provoking conversations. Like, just literally throw a dart at anyone at WDS, pull them aside for 10 minutes, and you will be like, wow, this person is so interesting. You could just choose anyone and be like, hey, you, do you want to go eat lunch with me right now, a total stranger? And they would be like, yep, okay, let's do that. You and me, we're going to get to know each other. Last year, I thought I was too nervous to set up a meetup, even though I was like, I really should do a meetup on shame. But I'm not from Portland. I don't, I don't know what venue to have it at. It just it seemed kind of impossible for an out-of-towner like me. But as I got there throughout the weekend, I saw that people were having meetups on street corners, in parks, all over the place. So I just found a random corner, and with literally less than a day's notice, I threw up a meetup about shame on the WDS website. And to my surprise, the next day, six people showed up. And we had a delightful 90-minute chat about shame. People asked questions. I tried to answer them as best I could. It was just a kind of off-the-cuff street corner shame meetup, you know, as you do. But it went really well. I felt like people were really engaged. I got, I got great feedback. And it was really part of the motivation for me to continue going forward with this whole shame education thing that I'm working on. So this year, in the lead-up to World Domination Summit, I wanted to do a meetup properly. I wanted to book a room at a local co-working space that had actual AV support so I could do a proper workshop with, with slides and, and everything. So that's exactly what I did. I found some co-working spot, I paid a small amount of money for their meeting room, and I used that to force myself to finally put together a much more professional workshop about shame. And this time, 15 people showed up, which was the perfect number because that was the amount of seats that the room had, even though they told me it could fit 25. And I was kind of nervous going into the workshop because I didn't actually put as much work into it as I thought I would. I was like, oh, I'll, be, I'll have all this pressure. I'll, I'll really just like script it out perfectly. I'll know exactly what I'm going to say, and I'll have tons of slides. But I realized it just didn't feel right to write it all down. I mean, I do the podcast off the cuff now, so I didn't want to sit in a room reading a canned script. It felt like it needed to be natural, and it needed to be spur of the moment, and it needed to be flexible. 
But at the same time, I wanted to have slides. So I did what Brene Brown suggests when she gives a talk, which is that she structures it using slides, but she doesn't actually write what she's going to say. She just knows that each slide is about a certain thing. So that's kind of what reminds her about what she wants to say. And the rest is kind of off the cuff, kind of reading off the audience, which is exactly what I wanted to do. So that's what I did. I, I put together these kind of this skeleton of slides, and I literally couldn't remember what I was about to say until I looked down at my computer and spied at the next slide thing. You know, it shows you what the next slide is going to be. And I'm like, oh, right, that slide is coming next. That makes sense because that slide is about this. Okay, great. Now I know where I'm going. So I was always only one step ahead of myself, but it made for a really natural, really connected open chat. And sometimes I actually ended up going backwards and then forwards because I had new ideas. In the workshop itself, I actually made some interesting new connections about shame. I was like, oh yeah, I mean, I could describe it like that. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So it was a success. I got good feedback. I think people were satisfied. It led to some really interesting discussions. A lot of people sought me out after the fact to talk more about shame. In fact, I've been finding something that kind of contradicts what Brene Brown says about shame. She has this anecdote that whenever she's on an airplane and she doesn't want to talk to the person beside her, she just tells them, oh, I'm a shame researcher, and they immediately clam up. But I have found the exact opposite is true. Whenever I tell someone, oh, my podcast is about shame, or oh, I'm studying shame, or oh, I'm working on a shame education platform, it usually ends up in an hour-long, in-depth conversation where the person doesn't want to stop talking to me because they're just like, shame? Wow, I have never heard anyone talk about that. Like, tell me everything there is to know. Maybe it's just a sign that I'm going to conferences like World Domination Summit where people are extremely open-minded. That is definitely possible. But I have to say, in my experience, shame has been the best conversation starter ever. This year at my second WDS, everything that seemed weird and culty last year felt familiar and delightful this year. The fearless leader of the whole conference, Chris Gillibo, his awkward sense of humor is so charming now. Now I feel like I really get him, especially since I now know that he's an intense introvert. It all makes sense. And all the misfits and weirdos and weird things that people get up to at World Domination Summit, now I'm like, they're my misfits. They're my weirdos. I fit in. I belong. I feel so comfortable around misfits and weirdos now. I'm like, these are my people. In fact, ever since I wrote that sitcom, Excess Baggage, that I talked about a few episodes ago, I've been thinking of my life kind of as a sitcom. And I've been realizing that it is the weirdos and the misfits and the annoying people that really make a sitcom hilarious and delightful. You know, I'm, I'm thinking of the classic 90s sitcom Friends and how Phoebe, if you met the character Phoebe in real life, you would be like, who is this weirdo? I don't like her. Get her away from me. But when you think about her in the context of a sitcom, she's the best part of the whole show. 
So now when I look at people who kind of rub me the wrong way, I'm like, oh, but in the sitcom of my life, these are the people that bring the humor and, and, and the people that bring the drama. You know, when I crafted that sitcom of all of my friends from Remote Year, I realized that the people on Remote Year who pushed my buttons or who caused a lot of drama were the people that made the sitcom version of Remote Year have conflict. You know, they, they drove the story. Without them, it would have just been a bunch of people having a peaceful time and there wouldn't have been a, a movie or, or a sitcom to even make. So I started to appreciate that those people that get under your skin, they're the ones that drive the story of your life forward. It may not always be pleasant, but at least you're, you're doing something. You're, you're experiencing something. You're being challenged. You know, you can't have a film without some kind of villain. <laughs> so to me, World Domination Summit is this conference filled with like 950 of these interesting button-pushing people, some of whom may get under your skin or may be weird or may be different, but they are the ones who are going to bring the interesting. They're going to make you think. They're going to challenge you. They're going to provoke you. And that makes life more exciting. So now when I meet someone and I find myself judging them and thinking, wow, that person is such a weirdo, I reframe it and I say, no, they're my weirdo. They're our weirdo. They're the character in the sitcom of this moment that's going to make things interesting. And instead of moving away from them, once again, I move towards them. So World Domination Summit this year, I was all in. I actually came a few days early because the meetups that the attendees arrange start several days before the actual conference starts. So I came to experience some of the more unusual meetups like whitewater rafting and the hiking meetup and the ice cream meetup. I mean, the meetups really are kind of the best part of the whole conference, such that when we got to the weekend, when the actual main event happens with the, the speakers and keynotes and everything, I was like, oh, wow, I forgot all about this. Like, the conference feels like it's over, but actually it's just beginning. They also have these things called academies, which are kind of like meetups, except they're put on by someone who apparently knows what they're talking about, and you pay a bit of money to attend them. One of the academies I attended was called Engage Your Audience, How to Design and Put on a Great Presentation. It was hosted by an improviser and speaker by the name of Gary Hirsch. And one of the big takeaways I got from that academy was that so many speakers or workshop leaders go into a presentation thinking too much about themselves. Am I going to look smart? Am I going to be clear? Am I going to get my message across? Am I going to be funny? What are people going to think of me, the presenter? But Gary really wanted us to focus on the audience. Instead of going into a presentation or workshop that we are delivering thinking about ourselves, he wanted us to think of what are they going to get out of the workshop? What are they going to leave feeling or thinking or, or learning? And I know that sounds pretty obvious, that a workshop should be about the attendees, about the audience. But I think, and I can relate to this so much, we go into presentations worried so much about ourselves, feeling so self-conscious, so afraid of shame, that we, we tend to forget that our goal is not to make ourselves look good, our goal is to teach or to inform or to instruct. 
In fact, it's possible that people could leave a workshop thinking I was a complete idiot, but still having learned something really important about shame. And that would mean that the workshop was still a success, even though I personally am left feeling shame. This shift from worrying about myself to worrying about the audience, I feel like can be applied to my whole life. Anytime I go out in public and I'm feeling self-conscious, oh, what are these people thinking of me? I can switch it in my head and be like, oh, what am I giving to these people? What am I bringing to this situation? What is my goal for even being here? And that just helps get me out of my head such that I can focus on what, what my intentions are and what my values are. It's like sometimes we have to give ourselves permission not to worry about ourselves all the time, not to worry about how we look, because that is just playing into shame. This notion that our value is based on the opinions of other people is straight out of shame's message book. But if we can focus on our goals and our intentions and our values, what it is that we are bringing to the situation, what we are bringing to the table, what we are offering to other people, what service we are trying to provide to people and to the world, it can help us just stop ruminating on shame. We might still feel a bit awkward here or a bit of shame there or we got rejected, but as long as we keep refocusing back on, right, but what was my intention? What am I trying to bring to this situation? What was I trying to do here? It's just stopping us from falling down the shame rabbit hole. I think we ruminate on shame because we think it's so important, but when we give ourselves permission to focus on something else, when we say, hey, that's not the goal, shame and looking good, that's not the real goal. It helps us to move past it. And that's pretty typical for WDS. You'll do a meetup or an academy or listen to any of the speakers during the main stage events over the weekend, and you'll have all of these epiphanies. Because everybody there is looking to better themselves, looking to change the world in some way, looking to connect. And it's really inspiring. The sad news about World Domination Summit is that next year in 2020 is the very last WDS. Chris Gillibo and his team have decided that after 10 years, they want to move on to other projects. So next year is going to be the very last opportunity to take advantage of this quirky, interesting community of lovable misfits. This, this conference filled with the best sitcom characters that there are. So unfortunately, I've just spent the last 15 odd minutes hyping up a conference that you'll probably never actually get to go to because next year is likely to sell out in an instant. But you don't necessarily have to go to World Domination Summit itself. My point is that there are these events, there are these places, there are these communities that come together over strange topics and in weird places where you meet those misfits, those people that aren't trying to fit in with everyone else, that are kind of on the outside of culture. And I find that those people are the most interesting and the most hungry for connection, probably because they spend their life feeling like they don't quite fit in. 
So they are always on the lookout for the other weirdos, the other open-minded people who are willing to get super deep, who are willing to be super honest, who are willing to try weird things, who are willing to put themselves out there, who are willing to make a fool of themselves, who are willing to be vulnerable. Those communities exist, and I keep finding them in interesting places, like nonviolent communication. That is a great place to meet those kind of people. Authentic relating. That's another really great place to meet those kind of weirdos. World Domination Summit was just that kind of place. But so is Wisdom 2.0. There are other conferences and groups and trainings and philosophies out there where you can meet these delightful weirdos. And I encourage you, just as I encourage myself, to seek them out. Because I find them to be some of the most rewarding communities and some of the most rewarding interactions that I've had. World Domination Summit is a conference that I've gone to completely by myself, and I've never felt alone for a minute. You could just turn to anyone and invite them to lunch, and they will come. And you can have such an interesting and engaging and connective lunch with that complete stranger. That's just the atmosphere and the kind of person that these quirky events attract or any kind of meditation community, or any kind of commune, or any kind of self-help group. Sure, a few of them are going to turn out to be cults, you know, like Nexium. But I would say more often than not, it is worth exploring these unusual little pockets of humanity, because you might just find your sitcom.